0: welcome to the online course master show where you learn how to create publish and promote your very own online courses i'm your host phil Ebner, and today i'm with jeremy deegan talking about course graphics course images promo videos graphics for social media kind of the final pieces putting the bow on the present of your online course before we launch it. As always, head over to OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and to see an archive of all of our past guests. We've got over 50 episodes with great guests and all of the episodes from this season where we walk you through building your online courses. So thank you to everyone who visits the site, joins our community, hitting that community button at the top of the page, and to everyone who has left a review for the show. Jeremy, welcome back, and uh, how's it going?
1: Good, man. It's um, We're recording this. It's the start of the summer, and uh, I'm looking forward to the summer. I think we're going to probably hit up some water parks and uh, just enjoy some family time this summer. Do you got any plans coming up? You know what, I think I'm going to keep watching some of this metal Disney
0: rendition vi- YouTube videos that uh, you turned me on to before we started recording this. Uh, <laughs> we I was listening to some Poor Unfortunate Souls, the metal version, which was pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, we were just talking about kids and how I'm excited to rewatch all of the old Disney classics uh, when, when my kids are older and watching videos and so... Yeah, I don't know. I like super excited for summer. Actually my friend uh, at a party this past weekend asked like, Oh, do you have any summer plans? And I I'm not I don't even know what time of year it is. I just know that in a couple months <laughs> I'm gonna have twins. And so summer doesn't mean anything to me other than I gotta get ready for the twins to
1: come. <laughs> so Yeah, when all. this launches you're gonna be right up on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. When this episode comes out, it's probably gonna be right around that time, so
1: Mm -hmm. Crazy.
0: So um, before we start, I do want to just read one of our reviews uh, that was left on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for everyone who does leave a review. Wherever you're listening this or watching this, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts or to Stitcher or Google Play and leave a review. We got a review from January in 2018 from Tony Kingston, who says... Thank you so much. Let me start by saying that I don't write reviews, but Phil Ebener's podcast is so amazing that it forced me to write a small review. I love this podcast, and as a an Udemy instructor, I've learned so much from this podcast and the amazing guests that Phil set, has set up us up with Thank you. And this season has been really awesome with Jeremy. I know people are telling us all the time, at least telling me all the time that they are really enjoying this kind of Mm action-packed season of episodes. So I hope that you listening today are enjoying. And if you do enjoy this podcast, really all we want you to do is leave a review for the show. So thank you so much if you do that.
1: Yeah, I personally appreciate that because I'm very bad about writing reviews, uh, and I know how important they are. Yeah. Um. So when someone says that they don't write reviews, I can relate, and to go out of your way and write that, we we do appreciate it. And this season's been great. If you haven't noticed already, basically we're just kind of going in order, structured of a course, and the things that you would need to do to launch a course. So if you haven't listened to the beginning of this season, maybe go back. And follow along with us, and we'll take you through the journey of creating uh, your own course. And today, we're kind of wrapping up uh, the course creation process before we move into publishing and marketing. And today, we're talking about course graphics. Mm -hmm. So, uh, definitely one of my favorite topics. What about you? Yeah, for sure. So, we're gonna cover kind of the tools we use, best practices,
0: uh, and things just to keep in mind as you create all of these different graphics. So, first, one thing that you're going to need for your profile if it's on udemy or any of these other online course sites is a profile picture uh so for me i think if if it's you as an instructor uh you probably want just like a headshot if you have more of like a brand just having your brand logo uh so pretty simple but i think having it consistent across platforms is good any other kind of tips or advice
1: Yeah, keeping it consistent. um, The picture that I use is just a picture of me and I've used it on my Facebook uh, page and my Twitter page and all those things. So when someone leaves you to me and they go find me on social media, there's a connection there. They automatically know that that is me because I've used the same image. And I would stick with a profile picture that represents um, you or your courses or whatever it is that you're teaching or doing online. So, uh, if it is your business, like say video school online, you might use that logo to brand everything together. If you're doing a headshot, do a headshot that corresponds to maybe what you're teaching. So if you're Mm -hmm. teaching business, maybe don't do a headshot with no shirt on. (laughs) And if, If you're teaching someone how to surf or play guitar, maybe it can be a little more casual. So I would just say, you know, keep it in line with whatever it is that you're teaching online that will help tie all that together yeah totally awesome so next we have course images
0: so this is the kind of the the main graphic for your course it's going to be the thing that shows up on your course landing page when you promote your course off of the platform on social media I'm often using these graphics I put it on my website Um, it's it's pretty much used across all course platforms so again I think having one solid image is good to have across platforms um different platforms will have different sizes and things to keep in mind but generally it's a if you create one for one platform like on udemy you can use it throughout all of the different platforms uh so what are kind of some best practices to keep in mind um for course
1: graphics the first one i would actually start with is the different sizes um just because you do want to keep that in mind so for for you to me and i remember um a couple years ago i saw your course Images change and I was changing mine and I think we both found this out at the same time that Udemy will actually create squared images on different platforms like mobile mm-hmm. and then when you post to like maybe Facebook it'll be more 16 by 9 or, or a horizontal image and I noticed you do this the same time I started doing this and this was making the center of that image the, the predominant thing so instead of maybe having an image of yourself off to the side and text off to the side or your main image kind of taking up the whole uh horizontal uh we were cropping everything more to the center so that when it got posted on mobile it also looked good so you definitely want to test with your course image sizes maybe make them in different sizes for the different platforms so when you post on twitter they might ask for one size when you post on facebook it might look differently so definitely experiment with the different course uh image sizes. And then also, you know, just make it simple. It doesn't have to be real complex. Uh, Udemy actually doesn't like text in their course images. I've seen it before, but I know that they say they're against it. Um, But I usually don't put text in my course images, unless it's maybe the brand of the software I'm teaching, like GarageBand. I might have Mm -hmm. that in there. But don't fill it up with a bunch of text because it makes it hard to read, especially on smaller devices like an iPhone or an Android. Um, You want to make sure that that it stands out, uh, that it really pops. So one thing you will want to do is take your image and try to place it to uh, other course images or visualize what it will look like alongside other course, course images. So if I'm creating a development course and I go to Udemy and I click on development and I look at all the courses on that page and say they're all blue and they all have pictures of computers. Well, maybe don't do a blue picture of a computer (laughs) (laughs) because it's just going to fit in with the others and no one's going to be able to really see what that looks like. Um, Maybe do something red, not computers, or maybe do a picture of a face or a human being so that it really stands out from the rest of the images that are on there. Uh, So those are some of my best practices. What are some that you like to keep whenever you're doing a course image?
0: I think the only things I'll add is that um, it's good to be consistent across your courses. This is something that I've, I haven't always been good at with all of my courses. But when someone views my course profile or my Udemy profile, or even on my website, my directory of courses, I would hope that my courses all kind of my graphics kind of look similar and it all kind of vibes. So the one thing that I have done that does kind of bring that consistency is that I do use my uh, headshot that I had um, taken. Actually, I think it was just the photo that was shot at Udemy Live when I went a couple years ago. They took pictures for us. And so I put my face on most of my course graphics when I'm the main instructor of it. And then I'll put the logo or some sort of icon that that exemplifies what the topic is behind me, and then I'll change the color of the background according to something related to that software or application. Or like you said, I'll look up and I'll search for Adobe Premiere Pro and then I'll find a p- or choose a color that contrasts with the rest of the courses just to stand out. I think you don't have to put your face on your course graphics, but I do think that it is one way to really differentiate yourself. Uh, and at the end of the day, when people are buying multiple courses of yours, uh, they're really going to be buying a course because of you, the instructor, and not based off of a lot of other things. And so if students are liking your courses, you want to make sure that students know that you are the instructor of this course mm-hmm. uh, or the next course. And so I, I found that having um, my image on my course graphics, I think kind of builds or helps people to, um, incentivizes them to buy courses from me if they like my courses. Uh, so you definitely don't have to, but I think it's one of the easiest ways to differentiate yourself. Like you said, if you search for any topic, you're probably going to see a lot of course images that look exactly the same. And I think we go through sort of phases. I, I, we might still be in the phase where like half the graphics look like just a bunch of little icons thrown together. Uh, so trying to, just differentiate yourself is good and similar to like other graphics like youtube graphics what i always do is make sure you look at the graphic really small on your computer you might be creating it in photoshop or with canva or something like that where you're viewing it practically full screen but know that most people are going to be just seeing it as a small thumbnail in the search results or on their mobile device so you want to make sure that when it is small it still looks uh clear, and you can tell what it is. Uh, So yeah, I think that covers it. Um, Any tools or things you recommend?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to add add to when you were talking about color and branding, um, changing the background color, uh, that's something that I've done in the past. My Canva course images are a little dated. I need to update them. But one thing I did was any Canva course I made, it was pretty much the same image, and I just changed the color of the background. And what this does is it really helps you kind of dominate a category or a keyword or a course subject. So when someone goes in and they type Canva and they see – six of the same image with different colors, they automatically know that those courses go together and it helps put in their mind, well, this person really knows what they're talking about because they have all these courses um, on the page and it's like kind of an immediate reaction. Uh, I notice you do the same thing with some of your Adobe uh, courses, Lightroom, Photoshop, Premiere, Audition. It's all pretty much the same image with the logo changed Mm -hmm. out. If someone types in Adobe and they see every course on there is Phil's course, they know immediately because the image is the same image with the, the different uh, logo changed out, it makes it easy for them to say, well, this person must be an expert in this field because he has a lot of material on this information and it helps tie that together really quickly. So I wanted to throw that in there. I think that's a great way of putting like courses together or like branding together. Um, Some of the tools I use, of course, uh, I teach Canva, so I use Canva a lot. It's very simple to go in there type in the dimensions, you can use a pre-made template. Um, It's very easy to create other templates and other course graphics. Um, And then I'll use maybe some free images online from a site like Pixel Bay or Pexels or uh, even Flickr's uh, free photos that you can go in and pull from there. Just make sure that you keep in mind any images that you're pulling off of the internet, make sure you check the licensing and make sure you're not doing anything illegal or using images that you shouldn't be using. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely a commercial
0: use of images. Uh, yeah. So um, really quickly, we I know we've covered like how you create slides for your courses, but um, tools that we recommend for creating slides for your course within your course, um, free ones like canva.com is great. Again, they've got templates. Google Slides also is great because it's also web-based so you can edit them and create them anywhere they've got lots of great templates you can easily download them as pdfs as powerpoint projects as uh, as separate images which is great for recording or editing your videos with and then powerpoint uh, is probably one of the most popular ones um, that people use both for mac and pc Um, i guess any tips or best practices for creating slides for your courses
1: no, and I, I believe we did uh, hit on this before, but just whenever you're creating your slides, also keep in mind that branding. So one good thing that you can do is tie together your course image with your slides, so that it makes logical sense when someone, you know, sees your course image, they download the course or buy it, and then they start watching it. When we go into the slides, the slides are keeping that branding with the course image. Uh, one thing that you can do is you can even pick a a slide to be your course image. So if I go to a site like say Envato uh, Market or Envato Elements, which I use for slides, and I download a set of slides, I might pick one of those that looks really good and then I could use that as my course image and it kind of just ties everything together. keeps the branding natural and easy for the person to follow along when they come in there. Um, Another thing that you can do is also in your promo video. So whenever you create your promo video, I will use similar slides in my promo videos. Um, Same with my course image. Uh, I did this a lot on Skillshare I was creating uh, shorter courses and trying some different things out. And one of the things that I did was that that exact thing. I went into Canva, I created four or five slides to be used in the promo video and then use those slides as say like a course image. And it just helps tie all that together. Um, so let's talk about promo videos in general, what are some other best practices when creating a promotional video to introduce your course to the student?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just your chance to shine. And so I think the promo video is there to uh, incentivize a student to buy your course. And so your production quality should be a little bit higher. I think that including talking head videos is, is definitely recommended so that students can see who this course is who's teaching the course it's not it's not required but it definitely helps adding things like music and graphics using graphic templates we've talked about this in the past too but you can easily create cool graphics using templates for after effects or premiere pro or final cut pro or whatever tool you're using Um, you can find free templates online or use a site like videohive.net to download templates and these are things you don't have to use throughout your entire course But in your promo video, you do want to stand out from from the crowded market. And a lot of people don't spend the time to do all of that. Uh, And you'll still find a lot of promo videos on Udemy where it's just someone's voiceover talking over a basic PowerPoint template, uh, which is totally fine for, I think, your course lessons but I think you do. You should step it up. And it, it will also depend on who your competitors are. If the video quality of your competitors isn't that great, then you might not have to step up as high with your own quality. But if you look at some examples, if you go to Udemy and you type in Chris Haroun, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-N, he has a public speaking course. Watch this promo video and it just blows everything Out of the water, it's. uh, I mean, the he must have had a. I'm a video creator and producer myself, so if someone came to me and asked me to create a video like that, this would be a ten twenty thousand dollar budget for a video like that. And so he must have spent a decent amount of money, um, because I don't think he did it himself. He must. I think he hired out to create this video, and I think it's one of those things where you. He definitely went over the minimum viable product that you need to create for the, his promo video. Is it going to be a good return on his investment? Maybe. Uh, maybe he spent a little bit too much time and money making this epic promo video. But But when you watch it, it's like man, if this promo video is like this, I wonder what his course is going to be like. Right. Uh, and that's kind of really what you want. You don't want to trick people and you want to hope that your course quality is, is as good as in terms of the content as the promo video, but you definitely want to wow people. Um, and that's that's more about the, uh, the quality of the course. There's lots of stuff about the structure of the promo video, um, but well, are there...
1: There are there any yeah, other
0: tools or benefits you want to talk about?
1: Let's talk about the quality real quick cuz you brought up an interesting point and I've seen this before and it's that you watch this amazing promo video and and it might even be like a voiceover where someone else created it and does a voiceover and then you get into the course material and it's just like terrible like yeah. really low quality low budget you it just like we talked about with the branding with the images and the slides you want to c- keep that consistency throughout ch- everything that you do. So if you have this amazing promo video and someone buys that and then they come in and they see that your production of your actual course is not that good, they're most likely going to leave a bad review. They might even refund your course. Yeah. So there, there's a fine line of making sure that the quality is similar in nature. But I typically... Uh, uh, to be honest, might spend a little more time on my promo video than some of the actual lectures in the course, and the reason for that is because it's a selling point for your course. You wanna be able to teach someone, you wanna be able to explain your material and know your material, but really importantly is you gotta be able to sell them that information and if you can't sell them, then they're never going to see what you have to teach. And the promo video is one way to do that. Your course image, your title, your promo video and your copy are all the four main ingredients of selling your course to a person. So I usually spend a little more time on my promo videos making sure they're really you know nice and pleasant and try to get the person to subscribe uh, to that course. But also, I don't want to have some exuberant promo video that doesn't match up with the actual course itself. Um, The other great thing about the promo video is that you can use these in different places. So Mm -hmm. on Udemy, the promo video is right there on the landing page. But that doesn't mean that you can't put that promo video also on YouTube as a way to drive traffic from YouTube to your course. So also keep that in mind. Um, One thing with a promo video best practice is I try to keep it uh, universal across platforms. Mm -hmm. So I might not say um, download uh, or buy this course and watch it on Udemy and then go stick that on Skillshare because there's gonna be a disconnect there. So I try to make sure that I don't use any copy or words that I wouldn't say on every platform or if I do that, I'll maybe do it at the very end where I can easily trim that out and change it for each platform. So yeah. that's another another thing that I use in my promo videos.
0: And I'll just reiterate, I think the thing I don't like about some in promos is when they do that sort of outsourcing, they have some like voiceover artist who does it. I, I think it's important to have yourself in the promo video. And if it's not talking head, if it is voiceover, I, I think it really should be you. It shouldn't be um, someone else's voice who sounds way clearer and better than you. And then, yeah, people get into the course and it's something completely different. <laughs> it's all about matching people's expectations. So in terms of just the tools we use, um, basically, you can do a lot of this editing with your video editors. We've talked about them before. Camtasia, GreenFlow. Adobe Premiere Pro, um, those are the ones that I recommend and use. Uh, there's also some great sites where you can get stock footage, which can be kind of cool to add to your promo video. Um, VideoHive.net is one that I've used where you can buy a video. Um, it's You buy each one individually. There's some that you can subscribe to these sites and you get sometimes unlimited video downloads. Sometimes you get you have to pay for the premium shots like videoblocks.com, storyblocks.com I believe and uh, video or storytape.com uh, mm. is another one that you, you found. Um, and there's even uh, on pexels.com, P-E-X-E-L-S, that's the photo site we recommend. They have a free videos too. So if you go to videos.pexels.com, there's some free videos you can use, uh, commercial free. You don't have to pay for them. And you can use it for your uh, commercial videos as well. So that's a good Mm -hmm. resource to know about.
1: Yeah, just check the licensing. Make sure you're getting the right license to be able to use it in your course. And again, make sure that you're keeping the quality the same. Um, A lot of these sites will give you HD or 4K. They're filmed with $10,000 cameras and they look fantastic. And if you put those, in conjunction with, uh, you know, your iPhone recording you in your garage and low light quality, there's going to be a disconnect there between the videos. So just try to make sure that you're making it all look nice. But I agree with what Phil said. Um, I would try to do a talking head video. It's nice to be able to see the instructor, uh, see how they present, see how they talk. Um, and also, you know, show them what's going to be in the course. So let's just talk about that real quick. The actual structure of a promo video, because we want to, kind of follow a structure of some things that you should definitely include. Um, So the first one might be like uh, a quick intro. So in in your intro in the beginning, what would you have in, in that first section? For me, it's always trying to get the attention of the
0: viewer and to get into their mind. So for me, it's often a question, something like, do you want to take better photos? Do you want to learn how to create a WordPress website? Do you want to learn how to use modern digital marketing techniques to grow your business. It's kind of combining the core essence of the course, the the crux of what people are trying to learn, their problems, and it's kind of that introduction to, oh wow, maybe this is this is the course that's going to answer that problem for me. And while we're going through this structure, it's pretty a pretty simple structure that I've followed for most of my courses. And it's something that Udemy actually put out a few years ago that I think still works today. And they called it the perfect promo video, a guide to creating the perfect promo video. If you Google Udemy promo video, it should be that first result. Uh, and it's called the perfect promo guide. And uh, I don't follow it exactly, but it's pretty similar to what we're going to lay out here. So you can follow along um, they say to put the course image at the very beginner beginning, which I think can help. And I usually will put the course graphic at the very beginning and then just fade into the into the actual video itself. But yeah, for me, I always start out with just like asking a question or just trying to get people excited and understanding that this is this is the course for them. And then that uh, that
1: course image, that course image, I get a little leery about doing that because I might change my course image later down the road and then you got to go change the promo video and then if you put it on other platforms or you put it on YouTube you got to think about going back and uploading that
0: yeah. um
1: so so that could be kind of de- debatable and yeah. going back to course images you you do want to experiment with different course images and promo videos and different things to see what works best um that that one kind of makes me cringe a little bit cuz i'm like man i i've been in this situation before where i called the course something put it everywhere and then change the name of my course. And it was like kicking myself in the butt. I feel the same way about the image at the beginning. That if I had that image, if I knew it was going to stay that forever, um, you know, I might keep it. But if I had the inclination that that might change, I probably wouldn't put a course image at the beginning. That's actually personally. very, that's a that's a good point <laughs> to keep in mind. Um, so yeah,
0: be prepared to have to re-edit or just maybe keep the specific course uh, image out of that beginning. Uh, so after that, what I'll want to do is credit make myself as the instructor credible. And sometimes this isn't as much as me like saying like, my name is Phil Ebner and I'm the instructor of this course and <laughs> I have went to XY University <laughs> and this is why I know what I know. It could be as simple as while I'm doing an intro, it's just a lower third title that says mm-hmm. Phil Ebner, mm-hmm. professional motion graphics artist or Phil Ebner, photographer, video editor or whatever it is that will make me credible as the instructor of this course. So some people, I think they do pay attention to like, wow, this person went to Harvard and now they're teaching me business. And so this is... A reason why I should buy the course. I like to show more from not as much like those kinds of uh, names and and things that... uh, That's not really the reason why someone should buy my course. It's more about seeing like real world skills that people buy. So I think you can do it one of two ways. But I think you do throughout your video have to make yourself credible so that um, students know that you are... A legitimate expert or someone who knows what they're talking about. And that should just come across throughout the entire video.
1: Yeah. And the key there is to to make it short and sweet, uh, as Phil was uh, alluding to, Yeah. because you got to keep in mind that your promo video isn't going to be a very long video. It's probably going to be a minute, maybe three minutes at the tops. Mine are usually about 90 seconds long because I yeah. want to sell them very quickly. Yeah. You don't want to spend uh, you know, 10 minutes talking about who you are and your background and where you came from, that's going to be in your copy or on your profile page, or hopefully they've already established that reputation of you before they got to your course. Yeah. Um, like you said, one good thing you could do is briefly say, uh, hey, I, I've been um, doing photography for 20 years and I want to teach you how to Uh, take the best photos possible. Uh, In one sentence, I told them who I was, I'm an expert and what I'm going to teach them Mm -hmm. real short and sweet. And I might even put a quick image of like 20 photographs that I've taken in the past on the screen. So Mm -hmm. really quickly, I showed them here's some photos that I've taken. I'm an expert and I'm going to teach you. So make that, you know, very quick, short and sweet and and get to the point.
0: And that I think kind of flows into the next kind of thing that is important to include in a promo video and that's really showing the benefits of the course and this isn't this is separate and different than reading out the course sections or what the lessons or really the what topics are in the course it's really the benefit so for my photography course it's that you're going to learn how to take better photos. You're going to learn how to edit your photos to make them look better than ever or to look like the pros. You're going to learn how to make money as a photographer. Those are the benefits and that you cover at the beginning of your video. I, I'd say that's kind of like the next thing you cover. And mm-hmm. that's different than you're going to learn how to edit in Adobe Lightroom. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the topic you learn, but really the benefit is that you're going to learn how to... Um, Take better photos than
1: ever before, or better yeah, photos to make you're going to learn better. what the rule. You're going to learn what the rule of thirds is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and that, see, like How stuff know like that. That,
0: <laughs> that is something that um, unless your class is specifically about understanding the rule of thirds, that's kind of too confusing for an introductory right. student to understand. So, um, so include the benefits of the course, and then mm-hmm. follow up with maybe. How they learn those. So, this might be right. where you say, Here's like a quick overview of the sections of the or the structure of the course. Or maybe this is not only that, but also like you're going to get five hours of video content, you're going to get downloadable materials, you can join the exclusive student Facebook group, all of those things that are included in the course that help them to learn and help them to get that benefit that you laid out up front. Um, so, That would be kind of like the next thing and then kind of throughout but also maybe at the end that we're kind of getting to the end you kind of recap who this course is specifically for and I think this is really important because you don't want to sell your course to people who it's not for even though you know you would like to make as much money as possible at the end of the day, you don't want people to sign up for this course if they're going to leave a refund, get a refund or leave a bad review. And so I reiterate in my promo videos, this course, we built this course, we designed this course for XYZ. We designed it for complete beginners who have never taken a photo in their life. Or Mm -hmm. we've designed this course for anyone that has a DSLR camera and wants to take it to the next level Uh, or, or something like that where you're semi-specific so you can talk to a specific audience but also leaving it open to um, you don't want to exclude people who might be interested Um, so it's kind of a delicate balance but at the end of the day you don't you want it their expectations to be met and so um, laying out who you are creating this course for I think helps them to understand if they if this is the course for them or not.
1: Yeah, that, that's smart. We've talked about that in a previous episode about making sure you're kind of targeting uh, that ideal student. Um, I think that's important in the promo video because you definitely don't want to um, have people buying based on the promo video that they were going to learn something that they're not going to. And we talked before about, you know, the beginner getting advanced things and being upset or the advanced user, the stuff is too, uh, beginner or basic and they get upset. So I would talk directly to them. You don't want to say this course is for anyone with a camera. I mean, Everyone has a camera, so (laughs) that might not be your ideal student. Make sure you talk directly to that person that you're trying to sell the course to. Yeah,
0: and then really it's just wrapping it up, saying thank you, um, and having a call to action at the end. I think this call to action, it's important to be, if you're talking on screen or voiceover, to say it. So say, okay, buy, enroll now to start learning or something like that. Uh, But also having graphics on the screen. Something I do in a lot of my courses is to to end on a final graphic that just says enroll now, and maybe it says enroll now to take better photos or to learn Premiere Pro yeah. or to start learning how to edit your fo- photos today. So it's kinda has that call to action also with the benefit that they're gonna get if they take action right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that call to action is is important at the end of the day. Uh, one thing just to be careful about is You might be using this on different platforms or the platforms might change. So in the past, I've done things like click the enroll now button or click the add to cart button because this is on Udemy. And at the time, that's what they were using. But then they changed the button. They changed the style. So it does it it is better to just be a little bit more general, um, just saying enroll now or click the button to enroll now or or whatever it is so that you don't have to edit it later on.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And that goes back to what I said earlier. Just be careful about using things in cross platforms um, because things are able to change. Or if you're showing a student what's in your course, and you're showing them the Udemy curriculum and how it's laid out, and then you go and upload that course to Skillshare or one of the other platforms, that might not make a whole lot of sense. So you wanna make sure that, try to keep it general enough in your promo video that it can be used in other places and not cause any kind of problems. Um, Same with uploading it to YouTube. You know, you don't wanna say things that wouldn't make sense to a YouTube uh, video. Yeah, for sure.
0: So definitely check out the perfect Udemy promo guide Um, Um, just search again on Google perfect promo Udemy and it should show up Uh, that's kind of the structure and as always check out my courses check out Jeremy courses uh, check out the other best-selling courses in your niche the ones that you're going to be competing with and see how can you make it better uh, how can you serve and talk to the audience in a better way and just yeah try to that's who your competition is at the end of the day Uh, So I think that's kind of the best thing is to get inspiration that way. Uh, Lastly, we just want to talk a little bit about social media graphics. This is something that I think uh, you're going to be creating for a while after you launch a course, but it's helpful to have several graphics kind of pre-built and ready to go when you do launch a course. The course, for me, this means creating sort of versions of the promo or the course thumbnail Uh, so maybe different sizes maybe a square version that i'm gonna use on instagram or on uh, facebook but also maybe just some additional graphics that you can use for your promotions this i'll be honest it's not something i always do that well but for this latest launch of the photography masterclass we created 10 or 15 graphics that said like different benefits or styles of photography you'll learn Uh, And then it had a sample image. So, for example, uh, we had graphics that said, learn product photography in the photography masterclass or learn portrait photography, learn landscape photography in the photography masterclass. And so it had that title graphic, the text on there, and then it had some sort of cool image that represented product or landscape photography. And I've been slowly kind of dripping those out and posting them to my Instagram page and Facebook page. Uh, over time. Um, Just because it's not a one, you know, you don't just launch your course one day and then it's done. It's important to be promoting over time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything else with the social media graphics? um, No, just, uh, I
1: I think you you did a great job just you know having extra graphics Um, if you're creating like a community like a Facebook group uh, make sure you're creating a graphic for the header of that group or if you have a page or a Twitter account where you're promoting any of this stuff make sure that you're creating the proper graphics Um, you can do this in a lot of programs if you search uh, social media graphic image sizes online usually you'll find the most up-to-date image sizes available and then you can create different graphics based on those images Um, again I use Canva for a lot of this because everything's pre templated, so and they keep up with the image sizes, so I can create all of my social media graphics in one place. Mm-hmm. If you sign up for Canva for Business, you can actually resize the images automatically. So if you don't have for Business, you have to recreate them each time, but if you do have Canva for Business, you can actually create one graphic and it will automatically resize it for all the social media pr- platforms, which is very, very useful. Um, but other than that, yeah, you just like like Phil said, creating the course, I hate to say it, is the very beginning easy part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's marketing and selling the course where you really need to put a lot of time into. So you do want to make sure that you keep promoting, uh, create uh, keep creating images sizes. Um, whenever I create like a promotional announcement, I'll create a new graphic that I'll stick in the email uh, that might be talking about the sale that's going on or something of that nature. Um, so yeah, basically, you know, just uh, keep creating those images and keep working at it. It's a, it's definitely a work in progress.
0: Yeah. I, the only thing I'll mention really quick that I thought about, there are some services that you can pay for to create your graphics, not only one-off graphics like fiverr.com but there's a site called design pickle and i think there's other versions out there but you could actually subscribe it's it's kind of expensive if you're getting started out but they have plans that it's like unlimited graphics i think it's like 200 dollars a month or something oh wow it's for 370 a month so that's kind of pricey but if you i think there's another one there's other out there but it's kind of like unlimited de- designs And um, so you might want to look into this if you are really growing your business and taking it to the next level, Uh, at least for me. I know I'm creating graphics all the time. And so if you are just absolutely not a designer, this might be something you want to want to outsource.
1: Yeah, because if you're spending a lot of time trying to design graphics and they're not that great, you might as well just outsource it and have someone professional do it for you. You'll just you'll it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, my neighbor's gardener is here. I don't know if you could hear that in the background, but I think it's a sign <laughs> that we have covered this topic enough today. And uh, man, I'm excited because this is, like we said, kind of the end of the course creation process. And we've had 18 episodes or over 18 episodes of of content so far in this first season. Um, and we're excited to dive into, I guess, kind of part two coming up shortly about launching your course so this is going to be covering things like publishing your course different platforms selecting those platforms uh, tips for building out your your course on those platforms and also kind of strategies for leading up to launch day uh, using coupons how to use promotional announcements and things like that Uh, and then then after that, we're going to be diving into marketing, which is going to be a giant sort of uh, series of episodes uh, about how you grow your business um, and not just with your online courses, but how you kind of take everything to the next level with social media, marketing, content marketing, advertising and things like that. So uh, hopefully you've been enjoying the season so far. I've been really enjoying chatting with Jeremy about all of these topics uh so if you have been please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and as always join the online course masters uh, community head over to onlinecoursemasters.com click that community button at the top and uh, check it out there and also check out the premium um, membership program that we are doing at onlinecoursemasters.com we'll probably have some sort of uh announcement in the middle of these podcast episodes when we when we kind of reopen that to uh, the general public
1: so jeremy until next time any final words no man i think uh that was a really good episode i hope everyone's getting a good benefit from it and i can't wait to start on the next one cool awesome have a great day jeremy and everyone listening have a great day beautiful week
0: and we'll talk to you next time